welcome to episode number 48 of AV's Ripping Wax Packs podcast coming to you from Searcy, Arkansas. I'm your host, Aaron Vaughn. This is the show where we rip open a random wax pack every week and discuss that year and brand of card along with the players in the pack that we open. Along the way, we'll shout out some of your comments as listeners, sometimes discuss stories about cards or players that come to mind, and spread the pure joy that is ripping open wax packs. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, and Google Podcasts, and probably wherever you listen to your podcasts. And I know there's some more that are um, that we're added to each day. Um, new episodes drop every Thursday, and we also have a little segment called Kurt Facts, where my brother gives us um, facts from the last episode that uh, I talk about here that he lets us know if we got something right or wrong or uh, some stories that come to his mind about players and um, some facts that he might know. Our Twitter handle is at Ripping Wax Packs. Our email is rippingwaxpacks at uh, gmail.com. Sorry, that was my phone. Um, our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. On YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the portion of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans charity, so contact us through one of those outlets I just mentioned. We'd be happy to help you um, give to veterans and their families any way that, that you can because we always uh, are uh, promoting that on our show. Um, this week, um, we are be- we're going to be discussing 1992 Fleer and... Um, give you a little description of that and then we'll uh, do Kurt facts and then we'll open our pack of 1992 1992 Fleer. The description of 1992 Fleer was a 720 card set that was ordered alphabetically by player within each team for each league with the American League uh, preceding National League. There were five subsets plus checklist cards. Um, There were Major League Prospects that that was a subset record setters, league leaders, superstar specials, and provisions. Um, in an effort to keep, it says here on the internet, in, in an effort to keep pace with card design advancements at the time, Fleer improved the quality of cards in its flagship set by using metallic inks on both sides of the card and a smoother card stock. The design also reflected the popular use of teal as a color at the time. Um, they give you some examples, the San Jose Sharks, the Florida Marlins, the Charlotte, Horn- Charlotte Hornets, etc. 1992 Fleer was notable for the Jumbo Pack exclusive Rookie Sensations inserts, which were a key part of the insert mania craze that swept through the hobby in the early to mid-90s. Separate from the 1992 base set was a 24-card promotional set called 1992 Fleer Sitgo the Performer. Um, the distribution of these packs was wax wax boxes had 36 packs per box, 17 cards per pack, and they were 99 cents a pack. Jumbos were 24 packs per box, 35 cards per pack, and they were 199 per pack. Uh, rack packs were 24 packs per box, 42 cards per pack, and they were 249 for a rack pack. So starting to get more more and more expensive each year. Um, and there were also retail and hobby factory sets. Um, this year's wax packs were actually wrapped in poly plastic. So the one that I opened is actually in that. It doesn't look like a normal wax pack wrapper. It's wrapped the same way, but it's poly plastic. Um, one card that we're going to be looking for that, you know, like I always say, we probably won't find, but it's really fun to look for it, is um, there was Roger Clemens highlights cards. And um, they had an autograph, and it says there were 2,000 of them inserted into packs. 
that would be amazing if we got one of those. But there's so many. That's a. It says the wax pack odds are one in thirty-five thousand packs um, for Roger Clemens autograph. So that'll be tough to find, but uh, it'll be fun to try to do that. So there's a lot of Hall of Famers in this set. Um, not many rookies that, at all that are um, worth noting. I think Wayne Kirby's in there. A lot of people don't even know who he is. I just know him because I love the tribe and Wayne Kirby. Had some decent years and was fun to watch, but you know he he was a he was kind of a journeyman. I'd say Kurt can tell me if I'm wrong about that. He'll know for sure um, when he looks up Kurt facts for next week. Jose Hernandez was a rookie in there. Um, Armando Reynosa looks like was a rookie. Had a rookie card. Um, I'm trying to look and see if there are any more that would even be noteworthy. Jim Lewis, who I've never heard of. Brian Hickerson. Rod Beck. He was a good pitcher. Rod Beck was a had a rookie card there. Vinny Castilla had a rookie card. He was on the he was on one of the prospects cards, major league prospects. If there's some other rookies in there that I didn't say, you could feel free to correct me or tell me. There might be somebody that's a little bit more well known. I see Rob Maurer was a rookie, had a rookie card, and Scott Brocious had a pretty good career. But no big time rookie names. Um, all kinds of little subsets in there though. Uh, so a fun set to open uh, and to collect uh, and to um, try to try to make as a uh, as a kid you know I was always trying to make sets as a kid just by packs um, and they did have some promo cards to pro it says to promote the 92 set Fleer produ produced two promo cards and the first featured Kirby pack pocket is one of the rarest promo cards from the early 90s it was printed and distributed at the 1991 Major League Baseball All-Star Game Fan Fest event in Toronto as a sneak peek at the 1992 design, the photo used on the front is completely different than the one eventually used on Puckett's base 1992 Fleer card, and the stats on the back ended at the 90 season. It's believed that less than 100 copies of the Puckett promo were printed. So if you can get that card, that would probably be worth something. The second promo card featured Roger Clemens and then uh, Fleer CEO Paul Mullen uh, on a commemorative card that acted as a press release detailing information about the 92 Fleer set. So that's pretty cool. Um, um, so if you can find that Kirby Puckett that was a promo card, there's only a hundred or less made. That's, that's pretty awesome. Like a pre-production sample. You can see it on the internet. If you look there, um, has a picture of it there. I'm on baseball cardpedia and, uh, that's where I get a lot of my information. So thank you, baseball cardpedia. Anybody can look that stuff up. All right. Now to get to Kurt facts, Kurt facts. Kurt Facts, my favorite segment to hear what Kurt has to say. I usually look through this once, but sometimes I just kind of look at the last second here. Um, Kurt, my brother, comes up with stuff from the last episode. So this one was uh, episode 47, 1992 Leaf, because this week is episode 48. Um, he says, you talked about Brian Jordan and mentioned about him playing in the NFL too, and that is correct. He was a safety for the Falcons while he was playing in the Cardinals minor league system. In 91, he led the team in tackles and made the Pro Bowl, but in 92, the Cardinals offered him a contract, including a signing bonus, if he agreed to stop playing football, and that was the end of a promising football career. Wow, so they gave him some money to say, just just play baseball. Um, he had a solid 15-year baseball career uh, that was derailed by injuries the last several years. I also talked about, or he's talking about me, you also talked about Pat Mahomes, and we're correct, that he's the father of Patrick of the NFL's Chiefs 
In fact, Patrick insists on being called Patrick to avoid confusion with his dad. His dad was a journeyman relief pitcher with a lifetime 5.47 ERA. Patrick is actually uh, Patrick Holmes II. You pulled, um, I pulled Benito Santiago, and he was a, he, Kurt says, he was a solid defensive and hitting catcher for the Padres in the late 80s and early 90s, winning three gold gloves and four silver slugger awards during that time. But what I remember that stood out to me was that he wore the number 09 during that time instead of just nine. And I don't remember anyone in any sport wearing a uniform number that included a leading zero like that. That's true. Um, he, he also is known for hitting the first homer in Florida Marlins franchise history in 92. Wow, what a Kurt fact. That's awesome. Uh, did not know that. You also pulled Brian McRae, and I remember him as being a speedy, good defensive center fielder that actually caused Bo Jackson to get moved to left field. But what I remember most about him is that he was one of only a handful of major leaguers who ended up being managed by their father when Brian was managed by Hal McRae in Kansas City. Wow. Thanks for all the Kurt facts, Kurt. And that was Kurt facts. All right. So now that we've had a little description of 1992 Fleer and um, our Kurt facts segment, we will get over to YouTube here to bust open the pack. All right. We are going to open the 1992 Fleer pack. I'm on a new computer here, so hopefully um, everything is um, correctly seen on the card. It's not like backwards. Hopefully it's mirror imaged for you. Um, or here's our 1992 Flair baseball trading card pack. It's green down the sides and the middle looks like it's kind of grayish, excuse me. And it says collect Roger Clemens career highlights limited edition series. It says that right there. And there is an autograph of Clemens. And that's what we're going to look for today along with uh, other Hall of Famers that we can always find. Uh, just opening uh, Black's Packs is fun. So this one, a lot of times they had 15 cards. This has 17 trading cards. All right, and our winner this week is Kevin Vaughn, episode... Oh, well, I have four on there. It should be episode 48. But uh, Kevin was picked. That is actually my cousin. He's another Vaughn. What a great last name. So Kevin Vaughn, my cousin, he won the random wax uh, packs there. He'll get this pack and along with some other... Uh, unopened wax pack. So here we go. Looks like this one. You see it's got the poly plastic on it. It's not like a regular wax pack, but it's kind of wrapped the same. So let's open that up. Man, it's really stuck together well. 30 years old or whatever. Try to keep everything as in best condition as we can here. Sometimes I get nervous opening these because you never know. You could find a great card and you want it to be in really good uh, condition. All right, so if you can see, these were made with a little better, smoother uh, card stock. I know you can't feel it, but it is smoother. And there's John Olerud. You got the teal like they were talking about. It must have been a big color of the day. And it says, it's really big down the side. It's actually pretty cool. It says John, then Olerud, his last name, down the side. And then under that, it has the position he played, and then Fleer 92 in the other corner, and then the top right corner says Blue Jays, where he, who he played for. So that's John Olerud. Then on the back, um, looks like these have all their stats. So has all his stats on the back and another nice colored picture. This was a cool set. Just they made so many of them that didn't end up being worth much and there were not many um, good rookies in it. But like, you know, Ken Griffey Jr. is in this, Barry Bonds is in this. You got some really good 
players, Hall of Famers. John Olerud next. Jeff Brantley. Jeff Brantley. I think they call him Kurt. Tell me if I'm right here or wrong. See, we're from Ohio, and we love the Cleveland Indians, but um, I live closer to, for half of my life, closer to Cincinnati. Um, and there are a lot of Reds fans, the old Cincinnati Redlegs, and I'm pretty sure Brantley ended up playing for them some. And he, I think he does the play-by-play um, on TV. Could be wrong, but I think so. And they call him the Cowboy. So let me know if that's right, Kurt. I can't remember. Anybody else can uh, email in or uh, Twitter in or something. Uh, Luis Aquino. And look at this. This is one of those things that happened back then. This is crazy. The next in the pack is the same exact card. So yeah, if you got King Griffey Jr., that's awesome. But getting Luis Aquino, it's like, or Aquino, Aquino. It's like, um, I got two... Uh, a common two times in a row. It's like a waste of a card. So that was ex right back to back. So I don't know why that happened, but if anybody knows why that happened, let me know. That stinks. Luis Aquino twice. And here's one of the subset got subset cards, league leaders. And that is Dennis Martinez. He also played for the tribe at one point. So it has a little bit about them and he was the NL ERA leader. I'm hoping this. I'm hoping this. Uh, it's lighter in here. My buddy Brian Harmon, appreciate him asking. He asked, "Where did you?" Um, do he, he asked, "Do you always change rooms that you do your the podcast in?" We've been we've moved houses and we've uh, got a new computer and I've been going in different rooms with with a different computer. So hopefully this will make that a little bit better. It'll be brighter here. So hopefully that works. And then here's another one. Hey, this is one of the rookies that I talked about, Scott Brocious. He had a good career and we pulled a Scott Brocious rookie and it says prospects down the side. So that's a pretty cool card. He had a pretty good career, Scott Brocious. Um, Greg Olson, Scott Bradley, Bill Gullickson, Look at that. Unbelievable. Two times in a row. That is ridiculous. Bill Gullick's in the same exact card again. Not cardigan like. It's a pullover. Cardigan. But thanks for noticing for Dumb and Dumber. But I got the same card again. So I have four cards. There are doubles with those cards. That's unbelievable in the same pack. Um, here's a checklist. It's got the Angels, White Sox. Um, Orioles and Red Sox on it. Checklist of the cards. Chris Beasley. Tom Flash Gordon. Kurt might know why they call him Flash. Not a Flash, I'm not sure. Tom Gordon, hopefully we hear that in Kurt Facts next week. Kevin Reimer. And then another double. Oh, what a pack. Steve Olin. The same card. I'm thinking Kurt might know this too. This guy played for the tribe, but I'm thinking he died in a boat wreck, but I could be wrong. He, he and Tim Cruz, maybe. I, I can't remember, but maybe Kurt could tell us about that. It was really sad. They were going too fast in their boat, I think. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, somebody. Steve Olin. So I got three doubles in there already. <laughs> and then Jose Mesa, Joe Table. He's a guy that played for the Indians that, that uh, imploded in one of the games to... Um, Help them lose the World Series, but uh, it wasn't all his fault. He had some great, great uh, years for the tribe. So there was our 1992 pack. Got 
three doubles in there already. We did get the prospects card of, of Scott Brocious, so I got a rookie card. And we didn't get the Roger Clemens autograph, but that's okay. It was a blast opening the pack. Thanks for tuning in. All right, again, thanks for uh, tuning in today to episode 48 of AV's Ripping Wax Packs. If you want to get a hold of us, you can contact us by um, emailing us at rippingwaxpacks at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is at rippingwaxpacks. Our Facebook page is Ripping Wax Packs. And on YouTube, just type in AV's Ripping Wax Packs to see the part of the podcast where we rip open the pack from the podcast. We're always looking to promote veterans' charities, so get a hold of us for that. And remember, um, anytime you want to comment or you want to follow me or us um, or rate and subscribe, um, you can have your chance to get free wax packs and car baseball cards. This has been AV's Ripping Wax Packs Podcast. This is Aaron Vaughn thanking you for tuning in. Have fun, be safe, love one another, and keep God first in your life. Have a good one.